welcome to another edition of the Venue Podcast with the Motley Crew from Venue. My name is Matt Wallace. I'm William Sellers. I'm Josh Benedetto. And I am Philip DiStefano. All right, guys, we got a good show today. It's episode 11. I'm pretty excited. We've actually crossed over the the 10 mark and now we're in the 11 the teens this is really cool it's like when you're growing up as a kid it's you know a you're like, it's a palindrome it is oh yes fancy wow. yes it is so uh on the show today we've got a bunch of cool stuff to talk about some tech predictions for 2015 uh gonna go through our general stuff that we always do just kind of you know spitballing some cool stuff we've seen and then windows 10 and microsoft mm-hmm. all kind of cool stuff there I, that's all i'm gonna say because if we start right now, we're just going to – that's all we're going to talk about. That's all right, right. All right, all right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay, home automation, guys. What? Whose topic was that? Somebody brought that up. That was Will's. Yeah, I, I've been loving home automation ever since I got my first Nest. Uh, and ever since then, it's I've, I've slowly been adding new and new technology. Uh, the Nest is a great thermostat. I'm not saying the Nest is the only one because Honeywell's got one, and now everyone's got some type of connected device. Um, so, yeah, so Nest on up into lighting and power uh, automation, like things like Wemo, which I really do like the Wemo system. I like the Hue system. It's a little bit pricey. Hue is the Philips yeah, lighting Yeah, the Philips thing. Hue, exactly, okay. yeah. Uh, what I like about Wemo is it's very affordable, all right? You it's can, still like 40 or 50 bucks, isn't it? So it's, it's about 39 I think, anywhere between 39 and $49 for the, um, the, the AC switch. Right. So you plug the box into uh, an outlet. And then you plug any device into the, into the box, and you can control it. So it can be a light switch. It can be a computer. It can be home automate. It can be a home stereo, whatever you want. Um, they also recently released dedicated bulbs. So now, Wemo, right. if you don't want to have a light switch and you just want to do lighting, you just plug the bulbs into your socket. Uh, they're, uh, they're um, not LED, but they're, uh, you know, the um, long... Spit it out, Will. Uh, what am I trying to say? They're not fluorescent, but they are... Oh, compact fluorescent? No, they're... Bioluminescent. I don't know what no. you're trying to say. I thought, LED. They, I thought they were LED. LED. Yeah, they're, 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 they're long, very efficient types of bulbs. Okay. Right. Similar to Hue, is what I'm trying to say. They're green, is what you're They're green, to say. yeah. So, green. <laughs> only the light isn't green, because that'd be a little weird. Right, but now you can't, on the Hue, on the, um, the Wemos, you can't change the color like you can on the hues, I don't think. But you right. can do, like, dimming and things like this. And then, all, of course... So um, what do you all think about LED lights? They're too expensive for me. I I've got them. them in the kitchen right now, and my wife kind of hates it because she's like, it's not bright enough. Are they, like, complex fluorescents where they, they take a little while to get brighter, no. or they just don't get these bright are, at all? These are instant on. They're they're the cans, you know, the, the PAR 60s yeah. or whatever in the, mm-hmm. the ceiling, but... Uh, I'm a big proponent for it. They are expensive, though, but they will last a yeah, long time. Yeah, that's the thing. Time. I don't mind yeah. spending a little bit of extra money on something that's going to last long, but then also has the proper lighting if it's yeah. bright enough. So far, the lights that I've gotten have been have been fine. Um, just the regular, you know. I think it's a good LEDs. use of technology. I think that's where we need to go. But but then again, with home, when you start looking at other products, I'm starting to look at um, – Locking systems mm-hmm. like the lock, like the August. I know oh, you've I had things to say about you've that. had some issues with your my Kivo, Kivo. Uh-huh. Um, so what's the deal? Um, 
Just, <laughs> it just lets the people in. Open sesame. <laughs> open sesame. So uh, this could be my fault. I'm not 100% sure yet. But um, so when I installed the Kivo, you know, it says in the instructions, you know, make sure you don't damage this wire. And I did accidentally damage that wire because it's super easy to damage the wire. But you know, I mended it. I've I've installed car stereos. I, I thought I knew, you know, I was just insulating the wire. But it turns out that that might be a coaxial wire, which means that it's other wire wires bound in there. So mm. if you you damage like the outside, you kind of might damage it all. But anyway, that's um, what you get for using a Windows phone. That's nothing. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so so uh, I was laying in bed one night. At, at exactly 12 a.m., I heard the freaking Kivo unlock just by itself, and I was like, "Oh my god, my door just unlocked itself! I'm living in some kind of crazy future." Yeah. Uh, Did someone where walk people, in? No. Like- so luckily, I, you know, I have a garage, and the Kivo was on the door that is in the garage, and the garage was closed, so I knew yeah. there was nobody in my garage because the garage was still closed. But if that had been on my front door, I would have been freaked out. Did, did the Kivo itself show up? At your bedroom door, like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> was it like was it like a future Philip the Stefano that just like? <laughs> no, uh, actually, so you know, I wrote that post in the venue blog about about my Kivo doing that, yeah. and some PR guy for Unikey, which is the company that behind the software for Kivo, oh, cool. they reached out to me and they're like, "Hey, we want to put you in touch with Phil Dumas, who is the the creator of Kivo, basically." Oh, like cool. this guy was on Shark Tank. I actually watched after the episode where he was on Shark Tank. And, uh, nice. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, you know, we, we know uh, that that wire is indeed easy to damage, and you know the Kivo should work ninety nine percent of the time, which mine doesn't. So they yeah. just sent me a new one. Okay. Yeah, I still have cool. my old one on the door, but I haven't got around to put the new one on there. But they did just send me a brand new one. Yeah. And, um, does does well, the I'm brand f- new one unlock in the box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does need power for that. Yeah. What I find, like for instance, Nest. I had all sorts of problems with my Nest here over the last few months about. It disconnecting from the internet. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, for instance, the, the Nest has a Wi-Fi card in it, and it connects to the internet, and that's how you control it on your phone, and that's how it talks to, you know, Google, and has all the algorithms for, you know, when you leave your home, what's the best temperature to raise it to, and so on and so forth. And I had nothing but problems with that thing staying connected, and it took me a while before I actually had the right scenario of things that actually fixed the problem. Mm-hmm. And you know, like like you're saying that the, these companies are very eager to help as much as they can because they want to push this technology. Oh, yeah. They want to push home right. automation. That's what they told me. They, they wanted to, you know, reach out to the early adopters and, and make sure that we were happy because we set the trends. You yeah, know? exactly. So. Exactly. And again, like, once it's working, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I just got things working now and I went back and reset up IFT, which we talked about on the last bombcast. Mm-hmm. And now... When I get 500 feet from my house, it sets the temperature. It turns on my lighting. It turns on the mm-hmm. stereo. It's like it's great. And, and my fa- myself and my family are like. That's another thing that Kivo just announced at CV- CES is you you can set the Kivo to integrate with your Nest. So if you unlock the Kivo, like you come home and unlock it, it knows that you're there and it automatically sets your Nest to whatever you want. Or if you that's leave. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I think speaking of the reliability of it, the the wireless technologies, I think, are the biggest issue mm-hmm. with that because like Brian had an August lock yeah. which is what you were talking about earlier and he returned it because he said it just wasn't reliable he didn't trust it to automatically lock whenever he left the house like and if you can't trust your lock then well, I think it's not he a very was, good lock I think his, he was there were some <laughs> issues the whole point with, of a lock yeah, yeah there was some issues with August using um, Android Android yeah. and I think it's better supported on iOS I do I do the think computer? that the Bluetooth stack or whatever it is is probably better on iOS is what I've heard but Every, I don't everything's better I don't on know. iOS 
Anyway, so but save I, that for another. Podcast. I'm actually yeah. gonna, I'm actually going to look at the August. I'm I'm trying to convince myself to go spend the money and just get one and, and see what it's like. But I think it's cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Very neat. What other home automation products that we, have we played with? Um, those are the main ones. I know you can get things like your washer dryer now is is connected. They've got yeah. Wemo actually has a crock pot. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. I swear to God, there's a crock pot that you mm-hmm. can actually have home automated. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you can use Ift to when you get within a mile of your house. It starts dinner. It does this. Oh, come the washing on. starts. Or you could just do it. Turn it on. What? <laughs> Why would we want to do anything for ourselves? This, this whole trend and direction of technology needs to be practical. You know, solve practical problems, not problems that don't need solving. Hey, yeah. I want to take out my well, phone. Well, I agree with you. I, I want to take out my phone, press a button that says, print me a hamburger, and it sends it to my 3D printer at home that prints me a hamburger for dinner. Well, that, that would be that would pretty be cool. That would be neat, yeah. Well, no, there's always takeout, though. Also, yeah. <laughs> you can always if you can say, "Hey, when if when I get 500 feet from my house, call the phone to get takeout and have it delivered." Can you see it? That <laughs> Pizza Hut gets a call. Yes, this be, is <laughs> William Sellers. It would be Siri. I need to place order for pizza. <laughs> Uh, that would be funny. So yeah, so I mean it's, and I think, and you know, this may go on to 2015 stuff, but I think this is just going to continue. It is, and yeah. we're going to have some procs that fail. We're going to have some procs that just don't care, just mm-hmm. don't work. We're going to have some procs that now become as ubiquitous and as common as cell phones. Sure, you know, I think yeah. things like lighting and thermostats. I think those are going to be around. I mean, yeah. not everyone's using these now, but more and more people are. I mean, whenever you can walk into a Best Buy or Walmart and find these things. That tells you that people are using yeah, them. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So the grid I.O. is Speaking our, of automation. Speaking of automation, exactly. Nice segue, guys. Walk us, walk us through this, Josh. What so, is the grid? So the grid.io is a website that supposedly designs websites. It's an AI that designs websites for you without any input for you, aside from a couple of, I guess, fields. I don't know. There's not a ton of info on it. So Which it's, a, is part it's an of idea problem. right it now. It seems to be an idea, exactly. Um, it's at HTTPS. The grid.io is the site. So is it like so is it hosting and it's templating and so, so I think what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to be a, a bunch of smart templates, I guess, that, that automatically generate websites based on your content. Is hmm. that is that something that you guys think is 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 really possible? Is it something that that is feasible? Hmm. I mean, I'm asking you know you, you tech guys if that's something that and, yeah. and even I, you, Matt, if uh, e- even me, even you, Ooh. from even a design me. perspective, what do you think? You know, from can you think AI can design websites worthwhile? I, I mean, look, uh, the there, concept is cool. I think but anything's right. possible if it has some kind of algorithm to be able to tell like what is readable or what is acceptable to a, a human reader. I mean, uh-huh. maybe, but I'm not a developer. Like, I, ca- I can't design a freaking website. Right. So, no, no, but I, I think what's good, what these things do is when you start, you start with a blank page, and you start adding content, and the algorithm is in the background, and it's looking at what you're doing. Hey, I'm uploading photos. Well, I'm going to tweak my, 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 my style sheet to be conduct, be, um, you know, be favorable for looking at digital imagery. Right. Or if it's text space. Maybe it'll change some fonts and change some things. So I think it's doable. Um, I'd like to see it. Yeah. You know? The, the um, actual website is supposedly made on the grid 
IO platform that the actual grid website is supposedly made out of it. But there are no – I haven't found any demos. So it made any, itself. I guess it made itself. Yeah. Well, it mm. needs to make some demos. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, it's not doing a good job then because you're missing some details, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. which a person – Having designed the website or developed the website would have been like, you know, this thing needs some demos. Yeah. So I think, look, this, there's some things that are just going to be sacred in all of this automation. You know, that people like, I don't know, man, a chef cooking a meal, that's not going to change. He's going to have the sensibility, the, the innate touch and understanding of what the ingredients are. And I think, you know, a website, advertising, things of that nature, That's you got to have that creative sense and that creative uh, touch um, is the best way to kind of. It might put start it. off as a novelty, you mm-hmm. know, people who wanted. Let's sure. see what happens, and then. But I think your professional sites, your, um, you know, your really, really, you know, production sites, you're going to have someone who's controlling that. You know, who knows? Maybe after this has been a proven technology and people start adopting this, maybe it would be people that are like, hey, you know what? I'm going to put my content and I want this algorithm to do its best job instead of selecting a template. I know from my own website. And whenever I do launch a project, something I'm just playing with on the side, the thing I hate the worst is finding a damn template that worked that looks good, you yeah. know? And, yeah. then, and then actually going in and doing the CSS and making the style sheet and just sure. taking it from the can template to something that actually looks good, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really a pain. And I'm not a web developer. I don't want to go write HTML or, or XML. So having something that kind of does it for you I think is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if, it, if this, you know, I still want to have the control and have the yes or no, this is what I want the site to look like. I think that's that's important, but it might be kind of interesting to see what happens when you let your content and your, you know, what you're uploading to the site dictate what the look and feel looks like. Yeah, might be interesting. It that might be a be, bad thing. Yeah, it'd be super interesting. And to Matt's point, uh, with the chef analogy, a computer can't add that dash of love. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Truly. Wow. Yeah. Deep, deep, Phil. Hey, hey, man, it is deep. Good, good UI design has always got that love in it. It does. Yeah, so, is this, so is this going to launch soon? Is this something, I guess, that's just waiting to... So they are taking money, if you'd like to give them money. They are taking money right now for a pre-order. Or it could just be the website taking money. You don't or know that. it could that. just be the website taking money. I suppose it could have just <laughs> set Skynet itself up. It funding itself. Yeah. It could have built itself yeah. its own idea. And, I mean, this none of this could be real, right. actually. It could be yeah. fake. So it's, 25, <laughs> it's $25 a month for a regular subscription. And if you act now, you can lock in a discounted rate of eight dollars per month. So there's there's that's wow. kind of, that's kind of what it is. It's twenty five dollars a month, which that's is not a discount, which is not bad for a professional website. Um, so along the these lines of uh, trash ideas, whoa, no, no, that, it's that not might that, be it's a not, forced not that segue bad. there. Yeah, that was that was not the best segue <laughs> of 2015. We'll get better. It is only January. Well, speaking of Things on grids. Things on grids. Like trash, old hardware trash that you – is this – No, that's not going anywhere either. Okay, okay, okay. Here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> e-cycling. You've heard of e-mail. Mm, that I have. Now there's e-cycling. And I'm not talking about a bike. I'm talking about recycling uh-huh. your old e-gadgets. I thought it was just I sit on the couch and I watch Ift go take my bike out. And there you go. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Hilarious. So, look, here's here's my. I'm gonna get on soapbox just for a little bit. It won't be long. Don't worry. I wrote a blog on our venue blog um, about e-cycling. Blog.venue.com. Yeah, blog.venue.com, Everybody. 
So we all got new devices. I've got a new iPhone right here. Will, you've got a new iPhone. Phil, you got two phones and probably a, slather, uh, a slathering of uh, iPads and other devices, right? <laughs> we all have these, these things that we cycle through, right? Each one of these has precious metals inside them, making them up that were harvested from the earth. All right. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm not big on green kind of stuff, but I am, right? I think there's a good balance there that we can all contribute to being responsible with the resources we have. And one of the things we can do, batteries, lithium ion, that's dug out of the ground. When you have an old device, e-cycle it. You know, take it to a Best Buy. Even Home Depot has these bins up front. You see them when you're, uh, if you if you got to exchange something, they're right up there. It's like a cardboard box, and it says, put your batteries here, uh, put your phones here, put your computers here, that kind of stuff. If you're not using it, do that. Don't throw it away in the street because they're able to actually go in and harvest, re-harvest all those those metals and, uh, I mean, the aluminum. You think about it, everything is made of something now, not just plastic anymore. Isn't there a good amount of silver on motherboards or something? A lot of silver, a lot of uh, even even some platinum and stuff, but gold, a lot mm. of copper, um, a lot of, like I said, a lot of precious metals. Cadmium, I believe, is in there. So, again, all this stuff comes from somewhere. Right, somewhere in the world, somewhere uh, people digging it out of the ground. So let's, you know, just be be respectful of that process. And uh, your old device will be a new device one day, and we'll talk more about new devices in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you look at the amount of devices that we've over. You know, you look at for a year, two years, five years, ten years, because we're we're all not an age where we've been doing tech and, and having these mobile devices or electronics for ten years or more. You look at how much we've thrown out, and you know, you know, having somewhere that can stockpile this and then recycle, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I know at Best Buy when you go in, there's these big uh, vats where you can just dump your um, your mobile phone, your electronics, yeah, right. your tablets, and everything like that. TVs or something Same that thing. is very, very <clears throat> recyclable. Absolutely. And I'm not sure who people, you know, if people really do realize it. How much you can actually scavenge from a from a television? Yeah, from an LED. Just don't e-cycle your data, right? Wipe those phones, wipe those laptops, right? Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep all your data in the cloud, and then specifically the venue cloud. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tech predictions 2015. Here we go. What do we got? Well, um, so I was really excited coming into this podcast to talk about what I thought was going to be a big tech in 2015, which is this concept of edge-to-edge displays. Like we've seen last year, Sharp had the Sharp Aquos phone, which was basically edge-to-edge on every side except the bottom. It's beautiful. And, right. It's yeah. really pretty. It's yeah. it's cool. Okay, it might not be very practical on a phone because if you drop that, probably going to break the screen no matter how you drop it. But then at CES, Dell unleashed the, revealed their, uh, their XPS 13, which is edge-to-edge display on the laptop and it's basically a 13 inch laptop but it's in the form factor of like an 11 inch laptop because there's just no bezels and uh, we're seeing now the rumors about the new 12 inch uh, Apple laptop are saying probably going to be the same thing and uh, I think that's that's really exciting because bezels are not super pretty to look at yeah, in my yeah, yeah. Opinion. it's been a necessary evil you know you can see in their design the industrial engineers having to deal with the mechanics of what goes on behind mm-hmm. there. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, they, as a designer, they want to have bezel-less, but they just can't mm-hmm. get to it. So this is very cool right. seeing and this. Sharp yeah. had a really interesting booth at, at CES as well where they showed off, like, bezel-less round displays, which is 
pretty cool. I mean, well, that, that, that has a lot for of signage and yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah. looks wow. really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, having something that. You, you, I mean, I, with iPhone specifically, I, I sometimes wonder. It's like, man, you got that big. They do pretty good on those bezels on the side, but on the top and bottom, it's like there's a lot of real estate. And the phone could actually be a lot smaller, if you will, if we just didn't have these bezels. And you look at phones that are on the market. Uh, Sony is a good one. They have the curve, and there's a couple other phone manufacturers that are doing bezelless right now that look damn good. Mm-hmm. But uh, Apple's problem with going bezelless on the phone would be Touch ID. Yeah. I don't know how they would yeah. do that because Touch ID is that's a really cool feature. Like if there's any really cool thing that would be harder to give up on the iPhone to go to a different platform, oh, I yeah. think it would probably be Touch ID. You know, I, I totally agree because that's something I use now. I cannot if I did not have Touch ID, and I'm not saying it's just Apple. Anyone that does some type of um, mm-hmm. you know fingerprint recognition, mm-hmm. it's it's I can't live without it. When I, from unlocking my phone to going in mm-hmm. and opening up applications that I want to even secure further, it it's so precise. I mean, and when I, when it first came out, it was a little bit of training you had to do, and now. It seems second nature to just right. put my finger there and let it log in automatically. Especially since way. Apple recently opened up the APIs for that. I mean, I can log oh, really? into the Discover app with that with Mint. Oh yeah. I mean, so there we go. No still wait, I'm still waiting for Chase. Chase, is <laughs> Chase says on Twitter they're working yeah. on it, but it's such a first world problem. But I mean, I pick up my Windows phone and I go to log in. And I'm like, man, I have to put in a passcode. What is this? I'm passcode. Yeah. 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 In in that in that same thought process. You know, biometrics is a huge thing that's coming up, you know, and I'm sure that's more and more devices will start using, you know, your eyes or your face. I saw something about um, face recognition. I think it was an Intel device where you just walked up and it saw your face. And once it recognized it wasn't a picture, it wasn't a video, it just automatically logged you in and had all your passwords. Well, you know what does that is the Xbox One with the Kinect. mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's, kind of spooky. You walk into the room and, like, it fires up and it recognizes who you are and, you know, starts opening up apps that you want to have open and it yeah. works. I mean, it really does work. That's super mm. cool. Well, along the business lines, I think we're going to see more about big data, right? And how smaller businesses, how that applies to them. Uh, certainly more use of cloud. No doubt about that in cloud applications, right? Everything um, from a, a business down to a consumer level is as much that can be cloud enabled is going to be cloud enabled. Yeah. Uh, in 2015, there, we're going to start seeing even more stuff. Uh, you know, we just recently um, made the jump to Adobe Creative Cloud mm-hmm. in the marketing team. And, uh, God, man, it's pretty awesome, actually. We used to just buy the software and have the software, you know. But Creative Cloud, you get a place to put stuff. Mm-hmm. And you also get to sync among your users, That's cool. your files, and share your files. I mean, so little little things like that, little projects like that we're going to see you know, the whole productivity, centralization concept uh, taken to the next level. Collaboration. Oh, yeah. Collaboration. That's big. That's yeah. Big. I, I turned some people on to Evernote this week. And, uh, I mean, just, you know, something simple as Evernote. It's like, right. you know, when you really have more than a, one person, if you're not a single user anymore, you're actually sharing data with other people. Or Google Docs. It could be anything. Oh, it's, yeah. it's really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, cloud. I mean, and, you know, from the VM, from the virtualization technology, being able to move VMs around, being able to move your resources from one cloud to another, I think is going to be. We had talked about this in other, yeah. in other, in other blog articles or presentations, but I'll tell you what, we're going to seed a another podcast with SDN. We'll talk about 
software defined networks because I know that's oh. hot on your your plate right now. <laughs> I just got out of a meeting. I know with VMware, we were talking about NSX, and I will say this: coming from being a system administrator, system engineer, system architect, and not you know knowing networking, but not being a network engineer. It makes your head hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I came out of me with a headache going, oh, God, okay, let's see. I have to Google NSX 101. And, but it's good <laughs> stuff. I mean, it, it definitely will push you to to learn new technology, to to, to improve yourself, and in the end, um, bring new services faster to our clients. So today yeah. there are some big announcements. Yes. That what? we're going to surprise what? No. What? What? Yes. what? We were all in I, meetings, I, I, I and know Phil Windows, got to see this. I know, Windows, I know Windows 10. I know Windows 10 is announced or launched today, but that's no. all I know. It's not. It's not launched. I mean, it was announced. Right. Well, I mean, I have the beta on my on right. my, on my, on my VM, and actually, mm-hmm. I really, really, I, I want to use it for work because it is very pretty. Oh, it is super awesome, especially for people like me with a touchscreen. They yeah. are they are making it like amazing. Yeah, I mean, you have the, it's the best of both worlds. You have the standard desktop with mm-hmm. the start and all the things you do with that, but then you've got the tiles that are mm-hmm. kind of integrated in with that, yep. and it just looks awesome. Yeah, they showed more in the continuum feature, which is you know where you pop the the surface off of the keyboard or uh-huh. any device like that, and it says, oh, it looks like you're not using a keyboard and mouse anymore. You want to go to touchscreen mode? That's and cool. Press it and like, yep, I'm in touchscreen mode now. And you pop it back on and it knows. And That's then, badass. So what, what's, to tell me, what, what if I missed today? <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Okay. What is it? So there were two things that they went into, which was the first is, which is kind of less exciting, but it's only relatively, they announced this 84-inch Surface Hub, which is like basically a giant tablet for your wall, which would be perfect for like education. Shepard Smith on Fox News? (laughs) Yeah. It's like for like, it's for, they say it's for groups, like education or conference rooms or whatnot. So like we could put one in our conference room, hint, hint. Yeah, it's $80,000. It was probably pretty expensive. They didn't announce pricing or anything. So I've seen those before. 4K resolution. So they will, announced this one today. So I though. will say that, God, I, w- I was in South by Southwest maybe four or five years ago. Oh, here when we go. The sur- I no, saw before saying, you. No, I'm just saying. I'll, I'll, we'll put photos. <laughs> but I actually, they did have the Surface where you could put your phone on the table and it would right. know your phone's there. I remember and, the Surface table. And then, pull your, and then pull your stuff yeah. off. So I actually got a chance to play with those. Um, so I guess this is maybe just the newer version. With well, I mean, that was a table, though. That was like a, a yeah, a it big was. Table. It was a this table. This is literally like a TV with compute in it for your wall. So like, it's just like it's basically like one of these 84 inches 4K on your wall, and it's like specifically designed for like meetings. So it sees when you walk up, and you can like interact with it with a pen and touch Does it. Does it have a camera and everything? Yeah, it's two cameras. So like for Skype or whatever. Yes, mm. Skype integration as well. Business Skype. That's wow. Yeah, and so that was pretty cool. And you know, we're all sitting there thinking, you know, hey, cool, Windows 10 is going to be a free upgrade for a year yeah. for Windows 8. That's cool. Yeah. So, and, uh, so the Windows 10 upgrade thing, I just need to interject. Yeah, no, 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 I, I agree. So, so we all all watching point. it. Does, y'all were all watching this together without me. Yes. No. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yes. 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 yes we, we were. were. Yeah. Without yeah. you, will. <laughs> all right. Thank, thank you so much. So, uh, so they announced that Windows 10 would be a free upgrade for the first year for Windows 7, yeah. 8, and 8.1 users. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. The wording was for the first year. Yeah. And then they also talked about how they want to make Windows into they see it really as a service platform. Right. Ooh. So you're starting to see rumors that maybe they're going to start. A subscription fee for Windows. See, now I've seen rumors though from Yuck. from people that claim to be in Microsoft that say it's not a subscription. It's just you know they, they need they need to clarify it. Basically, it's not a subscription. Right. And Microsoft put out a blog post like literally right before we started this with more details, and it makes it sound like 
it's free for the life of the device, but it doesn't go into what if I go to the store and purchase Windows 10? Right. What happens there? And what 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 is the life of the right. device? So I mean, if, is yeah. my Surface Pro 3 like end of life in two years or? I'm, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how you know because I always come to the, to the from the from the thoughts of you know the operating system. Well, I mean, look at Apple. The operating system is free, although they sell mm-hmm. hardware. Right. What does Microsoft sell? Well, there's really no Microsoft hardware per se, so they have to make money on something. Well, I mean, other than Xbox. Other, other than that, <laughs> but I mean, I know the surfaces yeah. there, piece of hardware, but you know, you look at you know where they want to leverage, and I, I hope it's not a subscription model. I hope it's something that I can I go in buy. And then when the next version comes out, maybe give you, you know, you buy Windows 10 and you get Windows 11 for a free upgrade, and then Windows 12 you go buy. That that would be something I would be more happy with. Um, yeah, somebody, but, somebody was saying that it could be an update thing. It could be, you know, you, you get Windows 10 for free for a year, and then after a year, oh, well, you have to pay to update, you know, to keep it up to date yeah, for support. I just don't want something. Like okay. That. I just don't want something else that I've got to do another yet micropayment for yes. because those right. things, you know, micropayments will eat you alive yeah, because you pay for you pay for Hulu, you pay for Netflix, and it's yeah. not very expensive. Any one of these are not very expensive, mm-hmm. but when you start putting on everything you pay for, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. it's something ridiculously cheap like you know, I don't know, like a dollar a month or something like that. Okay, yeah. well then that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like, you know, sixty dollars a oh, year, yeah. you, you know, you're going to keep a device for. You know, five or six years, or it makes no sense, right? So, so about me, this, so this other thing, yeah. So the, the other thing, the big. Thing. What's the other thing? This what's is, the other this thing? This is the big thing. So you know, we're going into this like, oh yeah, Windows 10. This is super cool. Uh, Surface Hub. That's pretty neat. And then Microsoft is like, oh by the way, we're introducing Microsoft Holographic today. What? And I'm like, what? So they so they they have this new thing they're coming out with this year in the time frame of Windows 10 called the Microsoft Hololens. And it's like this big dorky looking thing that you put in your head that like augmented reality and it'll project holograms in front of you. It is pretty freaking crazy. So, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about this. I wish they would have announced a price, but they didn't. I mean, they showed a, a a woman on stage like like interacting with it and like in person, and we can kind of see what it would look like. Hmm. And like their their vision for this, if it is anywhere near. As cool as that, what their vision is for this is going to be amazing. So, what hmm. does this do? You put this on when you're going to go do something. Or, yeah, I, mean, I feels... think you're supposed to wear it around like your house. I mean, you wouldn't wear this to the mall because you look ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they should have taken a little cue from Google because Google, as you know, over the last week or two, completely ditched, uh, ditched, you know, glass. They didn't ditch it. They didn't. It's not beta anymore. They didn't ditch it. But if you look at like. You know, web. You know, look on the web. People are saying, "Well, you know, people aren't wearing it as much. It's been on the decline." You know, people are the whole, you know, uh, the, the glass holes thing where people are like, "Hey, I don't want to have something obtrusively on my face." Yeah. Sure. So if you're at home, okay, no, that that would be better. But or or maybe even at work, um, you know, when you're in a presentation. So yeah, I definitely want to look at that because that that does look interesting. Yeah, they this have some, cool. they, they put out some videos on it, and mm-hmm. it, it. I mean, the videos are obviously like rendered, like where this is what we want it to look like. Yeah. But they also in, during the the presentation, they actually did show like what it really looks like, and I mean, it's not even done yet. So, well, I mean, it, it's I, really. Exciting. I know when telepresence first came out, it was like you know, how's this going to work? That that looks too cool to be true. And then I saw it. I was actually at a Microsoft campus and I looked at the telepresence stuff, and my God, it's actually really really cool. Mm-hmm. 
and it does you get the feeling that you're actually sitting across the table from yeah. someone cisco's right. got a really good suite Cis- cisco does too yeah. yeah well that's i think where i saw like it was cisco slash microsoft yeah. implementation right and uh it was really i was like man you, you could get used to this impressive yeah. yeah and just to clarify this is different from google glass and like oculus rift because oculus rift is like a screen yeah. Like you can actually see through this; it's augmented reality. So you can see, th- okay? Because when I yeah, looked yeah. at the thing, it looked like it so, was like a. Th- like I could be looking out right now with this thing on my head, and there could be like Minecraft on the table. Which, by the way, no might be why Microsoft way. bought Minecraft. Right. Okay. So like you might be able to like reach out and pick one of the blocks in Minecraft and put it over what? here or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be very cool. Yeah. I thought I'd use Minecraft. I don't I don't use Minecraft either, but I'd start playing Minecraft. Yeah. Right? That's pretty you could sweet. Have, you could have an ift algorithm that oh when you get God. home, it there actually build, builds your Minecraft oh, world. I was, I was actually thinking more along the lines of a business collaboration, right? You get three or four of the head of the headsets. What are, the, what are, the, what are we calling them? Sunglasses? They're like goggles Sunglasses. or vi- visors, maybe. Visors? Yeah, sure. You get three or four of the visors, right? You put them all together, maybe you have a collaboration where you can build something in 3D, you know, like put things together mm-hmm. or, yeah. or work mm-hmm. on the same screen all, you know, tangibly or something like you that. Could yeah. have, you could watch the, ho- you could use Holograph to watch Grid.io builds your website. Yeah. yeah. During the, no, the no, presentation, really. they actually had this lady use, um, I think they called it Microsoft HoloKit, where she, she actually constructed a quadrocopter. And then she, like whatever this kit is, she, you, they could actually say, all right, 3D printer, print this. And it printed out That's a working quadrocopter. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Really? So I'm like, mm, they, they I showed, need they all actually, of these things. They showed that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't show it printing it out, but they showed like the, the – Yeah, the so They might have the left process, something out. Yeah. It's possible. You know, but they did show the process of building yeah. it. Wow. You know what's crazy is uh, I was in Sam's the other day, you know, Sam's Club, mm-hmm. and I'm walking through, and they have a 3D printer for sale at Sam's. Wow. What? Yeah, a That's maker crazy. bond. It's, it's expensive, but sure. now you can go walk into Sam's and buy a 3D printer. That's and I think cool. it's supported like two or three colors. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not uh, but it's crazy. Yeah, and I saw a funny comment that said uh, Microsoft, you know, they're announcing Cortana is now in Windows, and then their new browser is called Spartan. And, you know, this thing is called the HoloLens, and somebody on the verge said, why didn't they just call it the Halo Lens at that point? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, so when, will Windows, when can we get our hands? When will Windows 10 be released where I can go download it? So the for the and people in the Insiders program, which you, you and I are mm-hmm. – um, that they're going to release a new build of it within this week, but everything that they showed today, like with the Spartan browser and Cortana, they're going to be releasing more and more builds over the next, I think they said, few months, maybe, maybe they said four or five. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that. But, I mean, the time frame for the final version of Windows 10 is 2015. So okay. this fall. Yeah, we'll we, we could probably expect it, expect it like Q3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing okay. is I want to get my hands on it so I can start using it at work. Mm-hmm. Because although I, Windows 8, I'm pretty – comfortable with 8.1 i'm pretty comfortable with now i am really going to be comfortable with 10 because it just gives me such a i feel like i've been using it forever because i'm familiar with windows 7 and the whole start Mm -hmm. bar you know functionality the the real question is why since cortana is going to be everywhere why didn't they just change it to clippy and just put clippy everywhere and the dog exactly bring the dog back why didn't they do that the dog yeah (laughs) i won't go go into the uh, what was it uh microsoft bob Bob. Bob. Oh, no. <laughs> Does anyone remember Microsoft Bob? No, I never used it, but I did see. I have yeah. seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. I think that predates me. Yeah, I'm old. Well, good times, guys. <laughs> so I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to have some tech predictions going forward in further episodes of the Venue Podcast. What? Oh, your watch? Yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, now, I won't say this is a prediction for 2015, but, you know, we're, we're what, what the going – 
thought rumor is is we'll have an Apple Watch by Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm kind of like meh. I think, I think Phil Phil even said he thinks Windows is the new Apple. No, 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 no. Microsoft is the new Does gonna... anyone want to buy my Pebble? No. I will have a Pebble for sale. Nope. nope. And I've, nope. I've recently switched the band to the very luxurious it's leather. Leather band. Is that is that authentic? Real it, rawhide? It, it, it says leather? here, it says a genuine leather. Rawhide. Hey, Will, would the Apple rawhide. Watch do holograms? Because <laughs> who wants holograms? I want to be I able mean, to send my heartbeat to someone. In all seriousness, that would be totally sweet if it like projected <laughs> off your yeah, uh, wrist. That would yeah, be so cool. That'd be pretty great. Actually. I mean, in all seriousness, I saw this and I was like, I don't even have any interest in the Apple Watch anymore. Like, I had it was my Apple Watch interest has declined mostly, what? mostly because I think it's too expensive and it locks you into the iPhone, which that that's a problem with Android Wear as well. But yeah. But I don't want to spend $350 on something and decide I want to spin, uh, switch to yeah, Android you don't want to and do then that. not have a, work, a working watch no, anymore. I don't want to switch. So coming soon to the podcast <laughs> near you, I think we, we, we need to have this debate. We just need to have it out. Okay? Because I've got something to – I've got a whole talk track here that I'm just like dying My, to throw out. Apple versus Microsoft Apple versus – Versus a lot of Google. things. Okay? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Versus a lot of things. Well, I think that wraps it up today, guys. Good stuff. Anything else? No, we're good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go look at the stuff from Microsoft today. I'm just, I'm curious. Oh, yes. I'm very curious now. It was really neat. Well, as always, check us out online at venue.com. We're of course on iTunes. That's where you got this, and that's how you're listening to us. We'd love to see your reviews and ratings. Go ahead and give us as many stars as it will allow. We'd appreciate that. Check us out on our blog, takethenextturn.com, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Mm-hmm.